Welcome to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. I'm your host and the president of IAW, Megan Bizzuto. This show features amazing women from the IAW community who are climbing the corporate ladder and taking their communities with them. Are you ready to be inspired? Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to Unlimited Horizons, the podcast by the International Association of Women. My name's Megan Bizzuto. I'm the host here today. And we are geared up for another fantastic conversation with one of our influencer members. I I'm so excited. I've I've met the 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 woman I'm speaking with today. I've I've had the chance to meet in person, um, and I have followed her for a long time. And I'm fascinated by her journey and everything she does. I have so much admiration and respect for her, and so I'm really excited to be able to dive in and ask some questions and learn more about her journey, how she balances it all, and. And um, I'm sure we'll walk away with some really great tips. So Tanisha Walker-Miller is joining me from New York. She is the founder and CEO of the Source Consulting Group, LLC. And I guarantee we're in for a fantastic episode today. Tanisha, welcome to the podcast. Um, To kick us off, I'd love if you can just kind of recap your journey and how you got to the point of, of creating the Source Consulting Group. Thank you so much, Megan, one, for, for doing this with me. I, I'm so excited to be here and to say hello to everyone. Um, my journey has been a very interesting one. Um, I started off as, you know, many women, you know, working for companies and trying to figure out my way, networking through, trying to figure out what worked and what didn't work. Um, I worked with grassroots organizations, uh, one in particular called Acorn. And I had a great mentor there, still do actually, um, who actually really helped open my eyes to help me figure out that my mission and goal was to help people. Um, You know, my parents thought I was going to be a lawyer. You know, my father wanted me to be a prosecutor. (laughs) Um, My mother wanted me to be in the medical field and and a doctor and a nurse and a lawyer at the same time, which I don't know how that was going to work, but it didn't. my uncles wanted me to be a politician. So somehow I wrapped all that up into being a consultant mm-hmm. <laughs> that not only helps people with businesses, um, but it also helps them understand the legal dynamics of their business. And it also helps put band-aids on issues and wounds that have opened up. So I guess in some respects, I kind of took all those professions they wanted me to have and wrapped it into a bow and called it a consultant. I love um, it. Love um, it. The, the rest of the journey uh, has been pretty straightforward, working in government, understanding exactly how government worked from the inside. Mm-hmm. Um, by having that opportunity, I was able to really learn the dynamics of what it takes to be a business, what the government looks at in terms of contract opportunities, and also be able to help craft legislation here in New York, Article 15A, the amendments, to really make sure that it focused and centered on women. Mm. Um, because women, as you know, are always left off the table. Yes. So I became the first uh, African-American woman to be the executive director for the New York State Senate Conference of Black Senators um, under Senator Ruth Hassel Thompson. And we really pushed the narrative when it came to women. I love it. I love it. Here I am. Yeah. I I mean, as I said, I have so much respect and admiration for the work that you do. I see the impact you have. And I, I, 
I think it's amazing. And I, I, I feel so fortunate that I get to show up in this space and have conversations with people like yourself and, and learn how do you keep going, right? How do you, how, where does that drive come from? Um, as I've explained before on the podcast, we do some pre-show notes and, and conversation to help guide our, our topics. And one of the tips that you shared, as women, we cannot be afraid to network and partner up with other women on projects. We have to step out of our comfort zone, take a chance to go after opportunities, stop waiting for the opportunity to fall into your lap. And I, I love this tip because A, I think that there's so much we can achieve by looking at networking as partnership, right? Yes. How, what can I do for you? What can you do for me? It's not a, it's never just a, a give, 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 or a take, take, take. Like we have to find partnership opportunities. Can yes. you talk a little bit about how this has played out in your own journey and why this is so important to you? Oh, definitely. I, I can tell you that it, it's been, in the beginning it was very rocky. You know, being a woman going into a space that's predominantly at one point, all men, um, you know, not being seen, you know, was a, a rough, rough patch for me. Mm -hmm. And then finding one or two other women in the room, um, not knowing if they wanted to talk, um, was also a little interesting for me because mm -hmm. I'm always out there feeling like I need to be talking. I need to be helping. I need to be networking. You know, that's just my nature. Um, but being in that space and learning that not everyone knew how to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, it, it took a lot, yep. you know, to, to really understand what it would take to help other people understand. So what I have learned to do is look at projects, look at opportunities and literally go up to them and say, Hey, are you interested in this project too? I am too. Can we talk mm -hmm. just to open that door? It's such a simple, I find we talk, <laughs> I talk a lot about networking and the, the number of people that are intimidated or overwhelmed by walking into a room. And I, I often say, look for the person standing by themselves, right? Look for the, look for the outliers. You don't have to go jump into a group. You can, but find that connection point and mm -hmm. see, like, is there just a, a way to, to connect? Is there a way to work on a project or work on something together? Um, because then you have an ally, you have a friend in the game, right? And that, I think we're so much more powerful when, when we do this together versus I walk into a room, I'm the only woman. And mm -hmm. suddenly it's like, well, am I going to let it overwhelm me that I'm the only woman? Or am I going to figure out who I can connect it with in this room? That's going to help me champion something. And I'll give you a quick joke. One situation I walked into, um, here in New York, um, there was 30 people in a room. There was only six women. Mm. Four of the women were already talking to men. So I knew, okay, they're gonna putty, they're gonna buddy up with those guys. Mm -hmm. But the other women, they were just like nonchalantly standing around. So I said, you know what? I'm gonna find a common ground. So I looked at a couple of them and I said, wow, they have some nice shoes. And what do women like? Shoes. So I literally walked up and said, excuse me, I love those shoes. Where'd you get them? And we struck up a conversation about the shoes. And then I said, oh, so are you interested in this RFP also, this contract? And she was like, yeah, but I don't know if I qualify. And I said, why? Mm -hmm. Why do you think you don't qualify? Mm -hmm. And she started going into what, you know, she didn't have, what her qualifications were lacking. And I said, you know what? I have those qualifications that you're talking about. And we started talking and another woman heard us. 
and said, oh, can I join this conversation? Next thing I know, we had six women in a corner talking about how we could collaborate if we got together. Yeah. Yeah. And it started with the shoes. The shoes. It doesn't have to be, it doesn't Doesn't have have to to just find what, it could be the earrings, it could be the shoes, it could be their hair, it could be anything. Um, I also, I often tell people that there's always the question, what do I wear? Right. If I'm going Mm -hmm. to a networking event, what do I wear? Mm -hmm. And if you, if you wear something like fancy shoes or a statement necklace or something like that's going to attract people in and start those conversations. And it's, it's, it's an interesting thing to think about, right? Cause you're not, you don't necessarily have to get dressed up fancy to go to your networking event, but often people will remember you based on that image and and how you show up. So a statement piece can really help. Um, and it's I, cliche, but it, it does. Actually, it it works. does. It yeah. works for us. Yeah. yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. And it's an easy way to kind of take the overwhelm out of it. It's it's the idea of walking up to somebody and saying, what do you do? I want to learn more about you versus walking up and saying, those are amazing shoes. <laughs> we can connect yeah. shoes. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it changes the dynamics of exactly how people will approach you. Mm-hmm. and receive you. Because mm-hmm. if you go up and you say, hi, I'm Tanisha Walker, and I'm a minority woman-owned certified business, and I'm looking to get involved with this RFP, would you be interested in partnering with me? They're going to be like, mm-hmm. uh-uh. wait a minute, slow down, slow down, right? Right, right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. You've just, yeah. you've just overwhelmed. You've just gone, oh, like, yeah. Yeah. But, but if um, you start subtle, it, it can change it, the conversation. Yeah. I love that. That's such a great, I love when we share examples that, that help kind of drive that helping people through it because <laughs> this, this journey is not easy for everyone. Right? I, right. I think that there's always, there's always things changing and the more we can provide resources and tips to help people through it, I think the better we're going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, now with challenges, I always love to talk about challenges because I think we can learn so much from other people's experiences. And one of the challenges you have shared is the um, balancing motherhood, COVID, running a business, all the things, right? So you have, you have two kids. How many kids do you have? Two boys. Two boys. Eight, nine and five. <laughs> so you're in it, right? I And if you include the dog, he's also five, who's a male. And if you include the husband, that's another kid. Another, Yeah. And so- <laughs> You're, you're balancing it all, right? You're, you, you're, you travel, you're, you're busy in your career and you have the, the family life at home. Um, so how do you do it? How, how do you make that work? Has it, has it gotten to a point where it overwhelms you or do you have a good system in place? Like I, I love having this conversation with, I also have, I have three kids. Um, how old are mine? 14, 12 and nine plus a dog. (laughs) Um, but I love having this conversation because I think so many people say it has to be one or the other, or I have to do it stressed. And I don't think we have to do it stressed. I think we can find ways to achieve balance. It might not be perfect every day. There are days that suddenly it all falls apart, but I'd love to hear your perspective on the juggle and and how you make it work. So I'm an open book and I tell people all the time that what you see doesn't always you know, be what you see on the inside, you know, um, balancing motherhood, you know, during the pandemic and running a business was not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm usually pretty much a straight shooter. You know, I, I have my checklist that I, I run through at night, you know, so I can 
start my day off, you know, doing what I need to do with the calendar and the timeline and so forth. I'm, I'm pretty good when it comes to time management. Mm-hmm. But when you add children into the mix, you know, that time management goes out the window, you know, yes. when it comes to running a business, you know, um, I would say for me, the challenge was being able to take time to take a step back and say, mm-hmm. okay, what is it that I'm doing that's distracting me, you know, from the kids? What is it that I'm doing that's distracting me from the business? Um, how can I tweak that to make things work? How can I be a better wife to my husband? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how can I be a better parent? And I, I came up with a little saying that I, I say to myself all the time. Um, and the saying is this, I can be all things to all people, but in the end of the day, I'm only liable and loyal to myself and God. Mm-hmm. My perfect perfection is not perfection. Mm-hmm. What I am is a woman that's multitasking and living a life. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I, I, I say that to myself because there are so many resources that are out there. We do not have to take on the burden of trying to do it all. We do not have to be perfect. We just need to be who we are mm-hmm. and get things done. And it's yeah. okay if it's not done always on time. It's okay if it's not done, you know, to the top notch level that you expect. Right. As long as it's done to the top notch right. level that others are expecting of you. Right. That's what right. that's what really matters. Yeah. And um, I I love the idea of what you said about like the being mindful about, am I giving my kids the time that they need that I want? Like, where do you like prioritizing your life? Right. And we do this, um, every Monday we host a, a Monday mastermind where we talk about this wheel of, of different areas. And it's like, when you think about the family and relationships and you think about health and wellness, and you think about your career or business and your professional development and, and your community service, right? There's only, there's only so many hours in every day. We all have the same allocated period. Yes. And when you get clear on what your priorities are, then you can set up your day for success. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you are letting other people's priorities dictate where you're spending time, yep. then suddenly guess what? Your kids, you if if your boss or your your um clients are dictating your entire calendar, likely your kids aren't getting the attention that you really want to give. And them. they'll let you know it. And they will. They will. And it yeah. won't be in a nice way sometimes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There are times when my five-year-old will say to me, Is this source time still? And I because I, I will tell my kids, okay, mommy needs source the source time. That's yeah. that's the business that's, time. Yeah. You know, or mommy yeah. needs ABLC time. That's that's the other firm, you know, and they're like, okay, when do I have time? When is it kids time? Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll say to him, give me five minutes. Yep. Yep. And he'll say, okay, you got five minutes, but nothing else, mommy, five minutes. And I'll say, okay, um, that time because I know he'll remember it. Yeah, absolutely. My kids have taken to using our Alexa to set timers. So if I say I need five minutes, I hear Alexa set a timer for five minutes. <laughs> and then the timer goes like they, they legit time me for the five minutes, which I, so I've started being like, I need 10 minutes. I need like, uh-huh. like just it's, it's, but I, we get specific and then it's timed. And then the timer goes off and it's that reset of, okay, I'm going to put this aside now. And it's time with my kids. 
Um, and because it helps them too, too. because when I said, okay, we have five minutes to get this homework done, this particular homework, let's work on it. They know, okay, that's the time frame. Let's work on this. Mommy's giving me that time. So let's make it worth, you know, what it needs to be worth. And sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. It goes 10 minutes, it goes 15 minutes, but it's just that quality time. My high schooler, I my my oldest started high school this year and is in is taking physics and algebra and she came home with homework and wanted my help and I looked at it and I said, I'm not even gonna try. It's time to find a tutor because this is this is not gonna be a five or ten minutes. This is gonna be like two hours on Google trying to figure out what this even means. And so let's let's call in a friend. <laughs> um, but but I think the establishing those priorities and, and really being intentional about giving the people and things time that, that works for you is really important. We're going to take a quick break to talk about the International Association of Women. We talk a lot about the challenges women face, and we know that the best way to overcome challenges is with a supportive community by your side. The International Association of Women is here to support you throughout your professional journey. No matter where you're at in your career or business, IAW has the resources, tools, programming, and events to help you make progress towards your goals. This includes frequent networking events where you can show up authentically and share your ask with the community, a resource library filled with eBooks and templates, and monthly workshops and webinars that are geared towards helping you maximize your potential. Visit www.iawomen.com to learn more about the IAW community and how IAW will help you fast track your success. All right, let's get back to the show. And and also, if I might chime in, just one more thing. It's also okay to take a break. Oh, yes. You know, as women, you know, who are bouncing and juggling, sometimes you need to take a break. And that break does not mean that you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that, you know, you you're losing it. No, what it just means is you need a reboot. Yeah. Yep. You know, you need to reset yourself so that you can be stronger and better for the, for everything and everyone later. Right. Cause if we just go, 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 that's, that's going to lead to burnout. Right. Yes. I recently had somebody ask me a question about this because they said sometimes like, I just, I just need an hour to sit on the couch and and have quiet, but I feel guilty that I'm taking the hour. And I'm like, you're not, it's not, what are you guilty for? You're not doing anything wrong. There's nothing. And if you need that time to refuel yourself, take it because if you don't, then you're going to be exhausted. And so don't, don't feel guilty for giving yourself time to breathe and to take space. Um, My therapist once said to me, I said something about feeling guilty about something. And her response was, well, did you do anything wrong? No, I didn't. Do- She's like, guilt means you did something wrong, right? So why do we feel guilty for taking care of ourselves? Because we're not doing anything wrong. It's true. Um, and- I- I'm a perfect example. I literally had a meltdown, a burnout meltdown. I was trying to do so much, trying to run the business, trying to keep the household, trying to travel, trying to make sure that everybody was happy with everything that was going on. Business was booming. And all of a sudden I ended up on the floor Mm -hmm. and I could not get up Mm -hmm. and I had to go to the hospital and the, and the hospital was just like not too far away, but it was just like, 
the drive in an ambulance to the hospital was like a wake up call for me to say, okay, what am I doing? What is, what happened? Is it worth it? Right. Is it, it, is it worth it? Because at the end of the day, it's, you need your health. You need, you need, you need your health. And, and so, yeah, that's what a scary wake up call. It was, Um, it was. And afterwards I realized I can't do that to myself or my kids or my husband, you know, it's not worth it. Yeah. Um, I, I'm glad that, that you had the wake up call and that, that you're in a good place now because that's really scary. Um, but you're right. It's just, it's just not worth it. And so take the break. It's okay. (laughs) Everything Mm -hmm. will be there when you come back. Yes, it was. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) No one's going anywhere. Right where you left it. Um, I want to pivot a little bit and talk about a a solution you offer called business therapy services. And I, Mm -hmm. I mentioned therapy before I'm a big advocate of therapy, personal therapy. My, my, my mental health relies on it, but I love the idea of therapy for your business. So talk me through what, what business therapy services is and why it's so important. So I call it BTS, right? Um, business therapy services, you know, I gave it this cool name because, you know, people feel comfortable when they hear things that sound cool. When you say business therapy and you hear the word therapy, people are like, Oh no, I'm okay. I don't really need therapy. therapy. (laughs) Yeah. But if I had said, you know, business coaching, people would have been like, no, I don't need a coach. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what? I'm not going to be your coach. I'm not going to be your therapist. I'm going to be your business therapist because you may be fine, but your business might not be. So what business therapy services is, is basically we take a look at your business, see what's working for you, see what's not working, see what's got you stuck in a rut and and fix it. Mm -hmm. And how we fix it is not through waving a magic wand and saying, okay, you know, tomorrow things are going to be better. No, we're going to really take a good look and analyze exactly what led you to being in that rut Mm -hmm. to see exactly how to help you get out of that rut. Mm -hmm. Uh, Most of our clients, their ruts uh, needing that reboot, as I like to call it, are pretty straightforward. You know, they're not getting new contract opportunities. They're trying to figure out why contracts are not coming in. Mm -hmm. Um, Come to find out they're not marketing themselves for new contract opportunities. Pretty straightforward. Or they realize no one knows they exist. Right. Why? Because you relied on word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Try getting out. Try networking, going to events doing sponsorships if you can. So you're marketing your company um, at a different, at a different level, at a different way. Um, It's, it's not as hardcore as people think, but it definitely helps create a structure Mm -hmm. that people are not used to. Right. When you're on the inside, looking at a business, you can't see the problems, but when you have someone on the outside looking at the business, it gives you a better perspective perspective of what's happening. And that's what we do. We touch on the outside to help you work on the inside. I I love this because I I think so often I see business owners really get bogged down in the in the weeds, right? If we're if we're kind of a, a a smaller operation, even a larger operation, it can be really hard to take a step back and say, 
what are the holes, right? Where are the gaps? Where are the things we're missing? Why are we not achieving the results that we want? And and mm-hmm. getting that external vision that yes. that person who's like, well, I can assess and I can give feedback on the things I would do, the things that I see, but doing it strategically tied into what is the expected outcome? And, mm-hmm. and it, it's, it's, I, I just love this concept because I think that it's, it's something where no matter where you are in business, you likely have things that aren't working the way you want. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and if you haven't figured it out already by yourself, what makes you think that, that that's magically going to change? You said right. it's not a magic wand, right? There is no it's magic not. wand. And if you keep, if you keep doing the same thing you've always done, you're going to get the same result you've always gotten, right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And I do have some folks who say, Tanisha, I know you have a magic wand. I know you can make everything right. And I said, yes, here it is. It's called a pen. Oh. It's called a pen. Look and at that. What we're going to do is we're going to write down all the issues and complaints that you have about your business. Mm-hmm. And let's list out what those issues are so that we can work together to fix it. So I, this is my magic wand. Yeah. And so <laughs> since the podcast, the podcast is not, uh, the video won't be published with it. We'll publish some of these clips. But for those of you listening, Tanisha just waved a pen in the air, but it it has pink feathers on the end and it, it really does look like a magic wand. So butterfly, <laughs> pink feathers, it's a very fancy pen. Um, but I think that's right. Is like it, there is no magic fix. You have to just get busy with what is the list of issues? What I also, I'm very data oriented. So I always want to see what's the data telling us, what are the Mm -hmm. numbers? Well, it's always a numbers game, right? The numbers will add up and we can often use those numbers to tell a story and to see where, where the gaps are. Um, but I, how doesn't lie. It doesn't, it's, that's why I love it. I just, I, I love (laughs) I love data because it doesn't lie and it helps us to tell the story and it helps us to be strategic. And so rely on the data and and use that to drive. Um, But I think it's so cool that you offer this as a service because that the idea of so many people are like, well, I need help, but I don't, I, where do I start? Right. Mm -hmm. Do I I start with my website? Do I start with my financials? Do I start here? Do I start here? And it's, it, when you're looking at it total totality, it's hard to kind of get that vision of, where do we- and that's when I say, stop, stop trying to figure it out. Let me do it for you. Yeah. Love let me that. see how you're running your operation. Mm-hmm. And then let me tell you what I see because I'm on the outside looking in. Right. I love that. I, I no. think it's fantastic. And I can imagine it's been well-received by people in terms of- Oh my gosh. Yes. Mm-hmm. Even larger companies have literally said, Hey, can you come in and take a look at something for us? And it's like, wow, this is a Fortune 500 company. You need a reboot? You need some BTS services? And they'll say, yeah, we do. Yeah. We're not ashamed. We do. We do. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's it's that getting to that point of where where people actually do say, this isn't working right. And we, mm-hmm. we no longer have the capacity to fix it all ourselves. Getting that external vision, no matter where you are in your company size, um, I've worked for some very large companies in the past, and I can tell you that operations are not always seamless. <laughs> right. And-, and, and the great part about this is it doesn't always have to be straightforward. Sometimes it's the business in terms of marketing. Sometimes it's in regards to how you treat your employees. Yep. Sometimes it's in regards to leadership. 
Yep. So it it's so open and so vast that we touch on every aspect of a business. So I don't want people to think that it's all about just your structure. It's not. It, it, it goes deeper than that. We really take a good hardcore look at everything to do an assessment to figure out exactly what it is that's going wrong, or, or as I like to say, go left versus right. And let's reboot, let's reset and reboot and get it on the right path. Right. Oh, I love that. Well, this has been fascinating. I think it's so interesting. And I think people can learn so much from you. Um, I want to make sure our listeners know that we have your LinkedIn profile linked up right in the episode notes so they can follow you, connect. If you're interested in learning more about BTS and, and the work that Tanisha does, definitely reach out. Um, Tanisha, I've loved this conversation. I, I you <laughs> such amazing work and I'm so fascinated by all of it. I just, you have such a great personality. It's fun to talk to you. Uh, as we wrap up here, I'd love if you could share kind of final tip or takeaway that you want to share with our audience. I would definitely say this for women, you must collaborate, you must network and you must partner, 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 partner when there are opportunities, because we are powerful in numbers. If you want to raise the profile of your business, look at your state to see if they have state certification for women, women of color, you can get certified as a woman owned business and that will help level you and and leverage you for opportunities in your state. If you're not certified, feel free to reach out. We can definitely help you with understanding how to navigate those waters because the more women get certified as women businesses, the powerful uh, level will be at and opportunities will be even greater for us. Amazing. Well, Tanisha, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you to all of our listeners. Oh, and join IAW. Oh my goodness. Join IAW. (laughs) If you are a member, tell other folks who are not members, join because it's worth it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I love IAW. I'm such a huge fan, but I love that you just shouted that out there. Thank you. Um, And for those of you listening, if you enjoyed this episode, please drop a review. Let us know what you enjoyed. Let us know in the comments. We're always looking for for feedback. And of course, if you want to connect with Tanisha, I encourage you to do so. LinkedIn right in the in the episode notes. Uh, Tanisha, thank you so much for being here today. Love this conversation. And to all of our listeners, we will see you back here again next week with another episode of Unlimited Horizons. I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for listening to Unlimited Horizons, a podcast hosted by the International Association of Women. If you would like more information about our community, visit our website at www.iawomen.com.